When you feel your voice is not being heard, please consider calling the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections. The show wants to be the vehicle you can use to express your opinion or get your issue out to a larger audience. We're living in a time that we can no longer allow others to speak on our behalf. If you wish to be a guest on the show and discuss on the show what's important to you, call James T. Deshaies at 407-394-9819. Your issue or focus can be placed on the calendar. The show is live seven days a week. We can no longer reside in the shadow of life. It's imperative that we're on top of the issues that impact our lives now and in the future. USI never had it so good. 101.1 Radio, the best R&B and hip-hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thought, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections. Brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We're here seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 
and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Call in at 657-383-0309 so your voice can be heard loud and clear. Uh, D, I'm just going to start out just by saying we are in a very interesting period of time. We heard from both our former president, Barack Obama, and our present president, uh, Donald Trump, today, where they tried to uh, share with us their thoughts for where we are as a country. And surely you know and I believe that Barack Obama gave us a clear indication of what this situation can be described as and what is the solution uh, to us dealing with this era of Donald Trump. It is amazing uh, that our former president finds himself in a position where he has to galvanize us as a country so that we can get out of this chaotic situation that white America has placed us in. And it does not seem to be getting any better. Uh, this is like a volcano uh, that is what we are waiting to explode and have no idea of the destruction it's going to cause as we wait. Uh, we kind of like want it to explode so we can get past it and read and deal with uh, the the effort that needs to be made to restore the damage. There's going to be some serious damage to our society and our belief of of democracy as this man devastates our country day after day after day. There's nowhere in the world we can walk away from this unscathed. Uh, The depth of his destruction is more than what you see on the top of the glacier. We have to deal with the stuff we don't know about yet that's underneath that is supporting Donald Trump's administration. It is going to be a while before we can uncover the depth of the damage he's done to our democracy. But Jane, you, you know, you're saying all the right things. Um, and good evening, and thank you for your time coming on this Friday. Because there are some things that we need to talk about. Um, it's clear that a lot of people don't care to talk about it, and that's fine because it can be a little scary. Um, your wording is precise when you say we are living an interesting time in our lifetime. Um, I want to make a point that uh, the death of John McCain and his awareness to um, uh, leave us a letter of concern, uh, I think has really brought about a lot of this change that we've seen in the past couple of weeks. Um, it, it was like a call to honor 
anybody that, that ever cared anything about America, uh, this is a dead man, a, a man dying that is a true patriot, uh, trying to slap around those who are in position to do something. And we have been saying this all along. All right. Now, it is clear that what's happening here is a an attempt of a hostile takeover by the alt-right movement. It, they are the deep state. Um, they have... Um, they have done their homework very much so. Uh, this is not their first attempt in doing so. Um, you, uh, it has been said that the Tea Party was the first inclination of such a state, a deep state. Uh, but since they fell on deaf ears, they have revitalized themselves, and they were, were almost successful again. Um the players that were initially on the table was like, um, and um, um, uh, all the players that, that are now have been uh, convicted or have pled guilty to something. Now, I said to you in a tweet yesterday or in a, in a text yesterday that the players that were initially a part of the presidency as he was inaugurated, those players had dirty bags. All right, and Donald Trump was just supposed to be the front man for this movement. That was all, just a front man. Everybody knows that he was too dumb to be president, and but the, the fact is that the voters saw his face, voted him in. Now, being the high school bully that he is, he was like, well, this is my ball, and if I can't be president, I'm going to take my ball and go home. So, him being a total authority of everybody, he fired everybody. Now, that's a good thing because had it not been for that, these other players involved uh, are sophisticated con people, all right? They're sophisticated and very well organized. Had he not fired everybody, we'll be in a lot worse shape. But being as though that he is a buffoon and he has fired everybody, now we are in a situation where my prayers have been answered. And my prayers were, if we remember, if you played the tape back some time ago, that an uh, inside entity would come out and kind of turn things on a topsy-turvy way from the inside. And that's what we have here. Thank you, James. And what is so amazing is, is that he is looking for the person who wrote that op-ed piece uh, for the New York Times is so that that's the only person that is leaking important information out about him. This man has been out of control for a long time, and all we've seen is a man that is overwhelmed by the need to be professional. This man has never acted as a professional person in his life, and, and to be willing to listen to and take the inform, uh, needed information from his peers about what he's attempting to do is just not in his DNA. Uh, so we've, asked, you know, people are asking Donald Trump uh, to do things that he's incapable of doing. 
All he knows to do is disrupt situations and take advantage of the environment created by his chaos. And that's not going to work as a president. A president has to be able to work within the formation of the Constitution, not create a whole new new environment to work in that suits your personal desires. And so we find ourselves in a situation where people are trying to save the country uh, but don't know quite how to do it. Uh, but, D, I would ask you, uh, you know, where is the leadership that was running its mouth when Barack Obama was in office? Where is Paul Ryan and these other people who call themselves true Americans? Uh, those are the individuals who will, ought to be stepping up and showing true leadership, uh, but they are now disappearing. You don't see them anywhere uh, related to talking about Donald Trump because they're too afraid of what might fall next. Well, you know, I think uh, the answer to your question is uh, is the true definition of coward. Um, they step to the plate because they want to keep the job that they had. They want to keep the seat that was coming up for re-election. Uh, as you know, Paul Ryan now uh, has um, vowed to retire, uh, saying that his kids need him. His family needs him more. And so... Like like rats that would jump off a sinking ship, uh, they're doing just that. The problem is for them, and probably uh, Ted Cruz as well. Uh, after this fiasco, you'll never be elected again for anything. And so I think they stayed in too long. They there was a, a poor tra- choice of judgment, and they uh, they got to pay the price for that. It's obvious to see. And they just don't have, you know, they're always talking about patriotism and they're always talking about uh, the commitment that they party have to making America great, but yet they allow this person to just kick dirt in the face of our history. If Donald Trump doesn't end up being impeached, he will be recognized as one of the biggest clowns ever to get to this office. I mean, there is truly no respect for him and his leadership. He stumbled into a position where Barack Obama put things in place for us to have a good economic situation up to this point. And Nothing he did was uh, accomplish anything but him giving that big old tax break to the rich. Well, yeah, and that tax break, uh, you know, I did the calculation on that. Uh, you kind of helped me out with that, with being a, the math major that you are. Uh, uh, and so when you equate, the the amount that the, the average citizen will, will receive in their tax breaks, 
It amounts to about five dollars or a little less than five dollars a day, and that's uh, that's the price of a happy meal, you know. And so, uh, if uh, if White America would have looked at the fact that they paid us five dollars a day just to be quiet, just to stay in line, and 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 that's just uh, we were paid hush money, or they was paid hush man hush money, just to stay in line while they rob arrest the rest of the com- uh, of the country. Now, uh, something that's going to be a little bit more severe uh, due to this presidency is the way that uh, our foreign adversaries and our allies alike are going to de- depict this time and era in, in, the, in the United States of America. Uh, you know, a, a lot of countries don't have the weaponry that we have when it comes to armament. And, and the uh, and the advance and the defenses that we do have, but what they do have and what they're masters of is propaganda. And so uh, they're going to depict this presidency as something that's really, really it's not going to be very favorable for us for a long time. Uh, their history of this time and space uh, is not going to be very well favorable. It's going to be pretty ugly. And so, so the next, the next office, uh, the next candidate coming in, you know, it's it's imperative that they have a message, a clear message, uh, on either side of the table. Who, whoever's going to be picking up the the baton and run and going forward with this has to have a clear message of unity, because the way it stands now, you know, he was talking about uh, draining the swamp, but all he did was just smoke up everything, and. Um, and so it's 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 gonna be something kind of interesting to watch, if I can use that term. Still being faithful, Miss Kathy, but uh, it's interesting to watch still. And gee, the thing that is amazing to me, we we got to understand that people can disagree with each other, and both sides can have good information and good plans. For success, but you can only implement one plan. And when I honestly look back at Donald Trump, I, the problem that gets in his way is he is so uh, concerned about what is going, what is, what steps are going to be taken for him, and he knew he was crooked. That's the reason why he didn't want to show his income tax return. But there are some things when you think about it uh, that he could have implemented and been honest about his commitment to uh, coming to a consensus if he were to just talk about stuff honestly. But when he made promises that all of us knew from the outset we're not going to come true. Like Mexico built, uh, paying for that stupid wall. We don't need to spend billions of dollars for a wall. Uh, we need to support those people who are manning uh, the border and give them the ability uh, to, to man the border in a way that does not allow people to just cross at will. And I understand we have to have some kind of immigration policy, but that one didn't make sense. 
Uh, that was just a ploy to get in. Also, I understand the need for our allies to pay their equal share. He could have came in and negotiated on good faith with them to pay more than what they were presently paying and giving them a, an outline of what he thought was fair. But to call, come in and calling people names and trying to uh, disrupt the unity of our allies did not make sense. I am all for uh, negotiating and renegotiating things that would make life better for us as Americans because sometimes people look at us around the world as a deep pocket. And so we need to renegotiate how much support we give people outside America and talk about downsizing our financial support as well as our military support, but not disrupt the whole system. And he came in doing that, you know, talking about companies uh, behind their, well, not behind their back, uh, but on tweeting about companies and how they're treating us unfairly. You go to the table and negotiate a fairer situation. But this man is all about turning us into another show, another one of his reality shows, but there's a much, much higher cost to us as a nation. The reality show. Um, and, and a couple points I want to make, but I think I want to start right there first. Um, when, when you're dealing with the personality of Donald Trump, uh, he has let it be known that if somebody says something nice about him, he will say something nice about them. Now, what that is is that he's a person that lives by good race, just like the personality of a reality TV show. It's all about rating. So and, and so that's where he is um, when 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 Fox News uh, when when he first was inaugurated and, and during the first uh, first year in office, Fox uh, News was the main source that was propping him up. All right, and that gave him the the fuel to do so. Now, but going forward. This is where I got my problem is. My problem is with entities like Fox News, uh, like Rush Limbaugh, and like John Kennedy, and countless others that we don't get uh, airtime with because they're in, they're in different regions of the country. Uh, they have an audience that depends on them for what they believe to be true. Uh, so I don't know how uh, we're supposed to rectify this cancer, you know, because, you know, when you look at the, the storybook line of how this thing has played out, uh, there were persons that went, when Russians showed an interest in having Donald Trump to become president, uh, the persons that was available let the Russians know 
Well, you know, if you play along the racial line, that's where the meat of the situation is. And so, and they were right about that. So, uh, going forward, how they're going to bend that realization, I'm not really sure how that's going to happen or if it can happen within, within the next election cycle. Thank you, James. The problem for me, D, is in order for us to get back on solid ground, no matter whether or not you're a Republican or you're a Democrat, as a nation, we have to first realize that a mistake was made. And the people who made that mistake were those individuals who assumed that Donald Trump could bring forth their agenda without creating too much havoc. And they made us the laughing stock of the world trying to regain control of the riches in our country. These people were under the assumption uh, that Donald Trump would bring back that day when the rich got richer and the poor continued to be poor. We're not recognizing that the American apple pie should be available to everybody who's willing to work for it. And that our economy would not suffer by making medical insurance available to everybody, allowing everybody the opportunity to get an education, and for everybody to earn a decent wage, a living wage like Bernie Sanders spoke of. Those things that Bernie Sanders wanted and that we all deserve could have been done within the context of a capitalistic society. None of us want to be a socialist society. But there is an obligation to people who work hard every day to be able to go home and live without working two or three jobs. It is an obligation to our country to provide medical relief to those people who find themselves sick. But when you've got a capitalistic country that only cares about those individuals who worth millions, and if you can't afford medical care, that's your own fault. And that is the direction that Donald Trump wants us to go in and poor white Americans are buying into it. Well, you know, I wanna uh, I wanna start my my response. Uh right where you said that in order for us to go forward, uh we need the the persons responsible to understand that they made a mistake. And in so many other words, they need to fess up and, and admit to the fact that they made a mistake. Let me start right there. All right. Those persons that you're talking about, they're not village people. All right? They're not they're not poor people. All right. They are the they are the people that, that own Disney World, um uh Universal Studios, they are the people that own most everything that 
that employ other people. They're not scientists. They're not professors. They're not philosophers. They're farmers. They 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 own and and they and they and they collective way they they own business. All right. And so you're not going to get that. And I'm going to tell you, I can prove why you're not going to get that. All right? In, in my proof, we have to go to Louis uh, Farrakhan and take a uh, and take something out of his playbook of knowledge. And it is that they are imperialistic and and they want to be and they want to colonize everything. And they want to strip mine everything. You know, uh, they, it's, it's it, it's not in their DNA to be apologetic. Um, just like the British went over in Africa and killed and, and stole everything from over there for the diamonds, it, that's the DNA they come from. They're imperialistic and they're colonistic. And so I've, I've heard, of, I, I heard an old white guy say the other day that in his house, he's right even when he's wrong. All right? And when he said that, that kind of sent off a light bulb in my head to say, well, that's how he was brought up. You know, and where I'm from, we call that the white is right syndrome. If you're white, you're right. And so that's what we're dealing with. So, uh, you know, and so, yes, we have been taken back in time in, 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 a, in a historical sense because when – when historians, when historians record this and talk about this, it's going to be another black eye in American history. Now, hopefully they can right the wrong in some kind of way and get this guy out. But the cancer are the people that, like you said, that's behind this presidency. we got to take a closer eye and look at them people. And now, even now, right now, they are going kind of south and dormant like the evangelical Christians. They, it's, it's, it's business as usual. They're going back to saving the souls now, right? But, they, but now they, they're not going to admit that they did wrong, not like the Catholics did, about the abuse they done to young men. The evangelicals ain't not going to do that. Thank you, James. Well, you know, the irony of the situation is that when I listen to Dave Chappelle talk about how poor white Americans are supporting Donald Trump as though he is fighting for them. In reality, he's fighting for people who already have millions. And instead of white Americans, middle class and poor white Americans, consolidating with people of color to gain a better life for themselves, they would rather vote for Donald Trump and let the same foot that they want to be put on people of color's neck, really putting a foot on their neck themselves. And so when they fall between the cracks and they need a good medical insurance, their children uh, need good medical insurance. When they're about to lose their home because they're still making $9 an hour instead of 15 then the reality hits that Donald Trump is not your friend. Donald Trump no more sees them as a stage, no more than nothing but a stage prop that he put in at his rallies 
and he leaves them with the thought that somehow they're better off than people of color when the reality is that people of color are out there working just as hard and just as long alongside them and making the same wage that they're making. When you look at the fact that Disney World charges over nearly $100 a ticket and has been doing that for at least 10 or so years, and now all of a sudden they tell saying, oh, give us a little more time, give us another five more years to make all this profit before we give you a wage that will help you. And I understand these people voting for that because they didn't know what else they could do. But the reality is, is that these companies are making money hand over foot and just not willing uh, to share the proceeds that these people are earning for them. And that's the reason why poor white America is suffering and will continue to suffer as long as they keep voting for people who they think somehow are going to to punish people of color without punishing them. Well, you know, that's another great point. You know, uh, it's modern-day brainwashing. All right? Now, uh, from, a, from a psychological standpoint, a uh, person like myself, you know, uh, if you can do it, then I, I guess more power to you because if they if they are able to find people stupid enough to to be swayed in that way, that's fine. Chris Rock said in one of his stand ups that there's there's not a poor white person in America that would trade places with him. And he's rich. And the thing about that is he says that white people would, would rather play the white thing out to see how it's gonna turn out. Then to buddy up and and pony up with black people, they better they better play the white card out just to see how it's gonna turn out. And there's no better evidence than that than right now. So, uh, you know, when it comes down to tribalism, I guess there, you know, this is more than just a metaphor. It must be real. And that's and that's the thing that you and I both know. We recognize. Okay, that there's a reason why rich white men are willing to pay so many African-American athletes all the money that they pay them. Because they know that they, in the long run, more than average, that these men compete on a level that is much higher than their white counterpart. And so... They are willing to pay them because they know they're going to get, a, at the end, they're going to get the product that a white America enjoys watching. And so they realize if they go go and just have an all-white basketball team, more than likely ain't nobody going to show up to watch because they know the level of that team won't be high enough to compete with the other boys. And so... The reality is, is that we have everybody on on the working level need to understand and appreciate the need to work together and deal with the economic situation as it is. The rich people will always continue 
to do what is in their best interest and not in the best interest of the people that's working for them. If there were not regulations on how people work, bosses would work people until they drop dead. But only because there are regulations in place to control how long people work, how hard you make them work, and how long, you know, the break period. Rich people didn't give breaks because they wanted to. They gave breaks because they had to. And until we're willing to put their feet under the fire for proper treatment, we'll always get what it is we've gotten, and that's the short end of the stick. Well, quickly before I get into my black guy zone, uh, you know, I think the, the, the NFL owners are beginning to see an opportunity to say exactly that which you just said, that we're not going to let you destroy our product line. You know, um, they know that for the ratings and for the ticket sales to be at optimum level, that their best uh, athletes have to be protected. And I think they all understand that. You know, I remember when I was uh, living in Atlanta and, um, and the Hawks, no matter how bad their record was, if the Chicago Bulls came to town, that place would be packed. Or if uh, if the Lakers came to town, that place would be packed. They don't, they, they weren't they weren't there to see the Hawks. They were there to see Michael Jordan. They were there to see Kobe Bryant and things like that. So these owners understand uh, from which their brother come from for the bread that they put on their table. So. And they've already started to come out now and, 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 and ridicule Donald Trump for his behavior. So, uh, boys, boys to be seen. Thank you, James. All right. We're going to take a short break, and we'll come back and continue our conversation.
I am this woman. I am this woman that has set the expectations of the world to take my rightful place among the stars. The woman that does not use the traditional roadmaps to a given place, but create my own destination. I am this woman that maintained her intrinsic beauty in ways not determined by others' thoughts, but by my own sense of uniqueness, my own desire of sexiness and allure. I am this woman designed by my creator to scale the height of the unbounded, allowing my talents to be seen by the masses while inspiring those yet to dream to greatness. I am the mother of the world, deserving the respect of all that walk under the gravity of the earth, igniting the love that exists in all men while being the birthplace of the future. I am this woman. I am this woman that ascends the expectation of the world to take my rightful place among the stars. The woman who does not use the traditional roadmaps to a given place, but creates my own destination. I am this woman that maintains her intrinsic beauty in ways not determined by others' thoughts, but by my own sense of uniqueness, my own desire of sexiness and allure. I am this woman designed by my creator to scale the height of the unbounded, allowing my talents to be seen by the masses while inspiring those to dream. I am the woman of the world, deserving the respect of all that walk under the gravity of the earth. Igniting the love that exists in all men while being the birthplace of the future. I am this woman. Georgia and uh, Mr. Gillum 
are in Florida are doing what is needed to position themselves and making history as well. Uh, but D, we have to see with us being connecting states whether there's enough white support to look past their color and see the future of our country. Well, James, uh, you know, and you're right, and I'm glad we're here uh, in, in the way of our conversation uh, because now, uh, you know, we, we talk about the problem, dissected the problem, and now it's, just, it's time to uh, try to put together ideas for a solution. Uh, you know, uh, when uh, President Barack Obama uh, has stepped up to the plate and and made efforts to uh, right this wrong. Uh, I, I do want to put out there that there are people that hate, the only person they hate more than Barack Obama, Obama is Hillary Clinton, all right? And um, now, and I want to say one of the reasons they hate Barack Obama is because of the fact that he legalized gay marriage, all right? And the evangelical Christians, uh, that's their base. Uh, gay, gay rights, gay marriages, and abortion. All right? They don't care much about anything else. All right? So that being said, uh, when uh, President Obama legalized gay marriages, uh, that threw him on the bus of um, being uh, one of America's most most hated uh, in, in some spectrum of that word. <laughs> now, when you speak about the, the other senators that are on the playing field also, <clears throat> it is important that they deliver a message that will unify. Um, I don't know if they understand <clears throat> the, the position that they're in. It is though that they are, are in a in a in a, a equal medium where they are in a position to be listened to. All right, they are. They are in a position to be listened to if they learn or if they will only convey the message where both sides will be receptive to what they're saying. And I think that's imperative. It's all about the sale. Now, I can't. I can't stress that enough. It's all about selling. You have, we, they're gonna have to be able to sell an idea that's gonna uh, have some lasting effect when they go when everybody go to the poll. So they got to be able to sell. They can't sell one side. They can't sell the other side. They can't sell the black side. They can't sell the, the white side. They got to tell the unified story. They got to be a good storyteller like a rock was, and like a Bill Clinton was. They got to be a good storyteller, and that's the only thing that's gonna pull us out of this thing. Thank you, James. Paradox is um, the both the GOP candidate for governor for Georgia and the GOP candidate for Florida come from the same fallback uh, that the GOP is trying to push us in. So eventually, the change is going to take place. But right now, 
it can be messed up by people having the strength to elect these people who want to take us back in time. And enough white Americans and people of color have to recognize that if we're going to survive, we got to survive together. And as soon as they recognize that change is coming, irregardless if they get on the ship or not, there's going to come a time that they're going to have to coexist with people of color. And that slowing it down by keeping on electing these uh, Donald Trump wannabes is just going to make the situation worse. We have to understand that what is right for America will only be achieved with us reconciling that all of us have to live here together. Well, I want to say that, uh, you know, your point is well taken. And when you bring bring up the fact that uh, the governor of Georgia, uh, the GOP choice, and the GOP choice for Florida uh, come from the same cloth as Donald Trump and his supporters, you're right. Uh, You know, those are the ones, people like them, in these primary and and, and the midterm elections and going forward, they're the the people that's going to want to pull the scab off of the wound. Let's be clear. They're the the ones that are always going to want to pull the scab off the wound where the wound will never heal, all right? Now, uh, the, the the trick of the matter, and i got to say that, the trick of the matter is uh, the opposition of that mindset has to be um, we're not going to fight you toe-to-toe until you give us what, I, what we want. The trick is that you have to sell the story of, Coexisting, your children growing up with my children. Where if it if, if we don't come to this medium in that way, then we're not gonna last long as a society or or as a nation. You know that's why I keep bringing up the fact that the Roman ancient Rome only lasted four to five hundred years, but by the pattern that we are partaking right now, we're not going to last that long. So that's the story that has to be has to be driven. It's not my side against your side. You know, yeah, if if y'all don't give us what we want, then we gonna we gonna get it anyway. But that's gonna take too long. We don't have that kind of time. So I, that's just the way I see it. Otherwise, we might as well just wait till Jesus come and let him fix it. So. There you D, you you are so right in that people have to recognize that this country is not going to go back to a time where white America ruled no matter what. And unless we learn to coexist, we're not going to continue to be the dominant force in the world that we are uh, because there will be too much internal fighting. There's going to come a time whether or not they change immigration laws or not that people of color are going to become 
the majority are close to it. And if people of color galvanize themselves, they're going to have a larger part in the state of how this country is run. So if we come together and coexist in peace, it would help to reduce the turmoil that's going to take place if we have to wait till the numbers are where they're headed. And until these white European Americans are willing to relinquish the power and control over our country so that we can coexist, they're going to destroy us as a nation. Well, uh, finally, you know, I think that um, white America, you know, see that, that that's that's the that's the difference. Uh, it's not white America. It's it's a certain segment of white America. You know, uh, when you speak about people of color in the world, well, people of color in the world dominate the world. I mean, they're more they're way more Muslim in the world than they are Christian. People, uh, you know, white people understand that. They are not the dominant force. They're just a certain segment of them. Uh, uh, I call it the, the Confederate mindset. All right. Um, you know, most scientists, you know, you know, they call it the Democratic Party the progressives. These are the people that want to uh, want to experiment and, and want things to be better in the world. They want to go forward with something different. These, these are the people that want uh, to put spaceships in, 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 in out in orbit and and stem cell research and all that kind of stuff. Why, why conservatives don't want that? They don't want that. Because to do that, it's like playing God to them. So, so uh, we got to uh, send a message that we we want to be, we want to coexist. And uh, I'm sorry, James, I, I got to run. I love you, man. Uh, thank you so much, D. <clears throat> it is true that at some point in time, white America is going to have to relinquish that thought that it can go back to the place where they made all the rules. And that at some point, they have to be willing to share the table with us, with people of color, so that we can move forward without destroying ourselves. It is time for us to recognize that we all have to be willing uh, to get our past to the point where we know we can't return and people of color will not allow us to return and create another type of environment as we move forward, one that allows all of us to have an equal share. And I'm not talking about an equal share of the pie for everybody, but an equal share of the pie where those who worked and worked effectively are able to work within the context of a capitalist society and be guaranteed to get what they deserve and not be held back because of the racist attitudes of some European Americans who don't see the changes coming. You know, it's, it's just sad that we continue uh, to be in this fight 
when the fight should have been over. So often we have to re-engage in a, in a, on a subject that should have been put to rest. I'm going to, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back.
Thoughts, Love, and Reflection by James T. Deshay. I am a gladiator. Despite what others choose to see, my life is determined by my selected steps. Regardless of the traps set by those who hate me, I am the master of my lifelong quest. It is my convictions and courage that will decide the success of my personal journey, not the dreamless limitations of those who refuse to see the greatness of my legacy. I walk not in the shadow of those who wish to be unnoticed. I stand tall in a crowded room of those who created their own path through life. I am driven to make noise where others wish to remain silent. I wear the suit of those who slew dragons and ruled kingdoms. I will not give in to the starless skies of those who see me as worthless and without meaning. I am a present-day gladiator, and I will have victory over the kingdom of my birthright. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you seven days a week. Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We hear so that your voice can be heard loud and clear. Dial in at 657-383-0309 so your voice can be heard beyond a few blocks. We'll see you tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This is James T. Deshay, your host. Thoughts, love, and reflection. Take care, everybody.